the Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook, talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them. Welcome to the Instructor Podcast. As always, I am your super splendid host, Terry Cook, and we've got a very special little bonus episode for you today. We're joined by Kevin Brock, who created the ARG support group for driving instructors, and this podcast was originally supposed to go on to the end of another podcast, but looking on it, I decided that it warranted its own episode. It's not quite as long as some of the other bonus episodes, but so the sort of the additional restrictions grant is what we're talking about and the support that Kevin, his group is providing. And I felt like it needed its own show so that, you know, you can choose to come listen to it and find out more about what Kev's doing and more about what you can do. So, yeah, really chuffed to be joined by Kev today to speak about that. And I will just say, make sure you click subscribe. Wherever you're listening, click subscribe so these podcasts go into your feed straight away. So when you do get the odd random bonus episode come out like this, you don't have to go looking for it. It actually comes straight into your feed. You can always choose not to listen to it but at least it comes straight into your feed. So, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that, and uh, we'll, we'll crack on with the show. So welcome to the Instructor Podcast, and we are now joined by the ever-delightful Kev Brock. How are we today, Kev? Very well, thank you, Terry. And uh, I promise I won't ask you this, but are you never a leader, a game-changer, or an expert? None of the above. I'm going to say expert. I'm going to go with that one. You're an expert at summer, I'm sure you are. Um, but yeah, you you uh, sort of recently messaged me, and as a, as a, a subscriber to my premium content, uh, you messaged me and you asked if you could uh, come in and sort of talk about something on the show. And I was like, yes, let's do that. I will look after my premium members. So uh, I kind of got you on fairly promptly, and we've, you've joined me to talk about your ARG group. Now, I'm going to throw this straight open to you. Tell me what this is about. Tell me what it is. Tell me why it's important. Okay, so um, in the uh, second lockdown that we had, so this was November two, uh, 2020, I found out that our local authority uh, in my uh, area, Cheshire Western Chester, were providing funds to businesses. Um, and this was coming through what was called the Additional Restrictions Grant. It um, kind of snowballed quite quickly from there, from just letting local instructors know to um, developing into a more national thing in the last lockdown that we had, um, whereby different councils all had access to this funding from government, but chose to apply the rules in varying um, ways. So quickest, easiest way, Facebook group, um, massive, massive growth um, to try and make people aware of the potential, shall I say, um, availability of, of this grant funding, um, but also to put a little bit of pressure on other local authorities, a little bit of collective effort, um, and at, at government level as well, um, to raise a, the, the issue that you know this, these the rules aren't being applied uh, fairly and to go from there really that was the the whole ethos and the aim to be to begin with yeah because i remember my experience because i'm i'm uh, sort of part of bradford council and uh the okay. the first time it came out they said no you're not getting anything and then there was a, a shift and they said right now we're allowing instructors in but by the time i sort of found that out and got through to them they'd then run out of money 
So yeah, yeah. Um, there, there was no luck there. And like you said, it, it, it changes from council to council, doesn't it? Massively. Um, there was um, examples, and when you said Bradford, I had a, a little wry smile there because I know there was uh, some huge issues with Bradford initially. Um, one of the councils in London, um, you weren't eligible for the additional restrictions grant the ARG um, if you had um, income of over fifty thousand. Um, or sorry, no, you had to have income of over fifty thousand, which would have made you ineligible for the self-employment scheme grant. Um, a lot of councils were if you've not had, um, you can only apply for it if you've not had access to the self-employment grant. One council leader who shall remain nameless referred to it as double bubble uh, that you couldn't have self-employment scheme funds, the the, the grant for the self-employment scheme which was to support your daily living costs and additional restrictions grant, which was there for your business costs. Um, so th- there were some massive issues across the country, Manchester being a prime example as well. There were some very good examples. There were some councils who were happily able to support driving instructors, did do so from the get-go. Um, Cheshire, Western Chester, for, for myself speaking personally, were absolutely fantastic. Um, Liverpool City Region, literally three miles up the road, it was much more of a battle. Uh, so that uneven playing field needed levelling. I mean, you might not be able to answer this. You might be able to. We'll find out in a second when I ask it. Um, why do you think that was that discrepancy between the different worries? It's just be- simply because they could. Because they could, and the initial guidance from the government was very washy. Um, it was that they, you know, they had the option to support these businesses, but they had full discretion in how they apportioned those funds themselves. Um, now, that has been clarified since June. Uh, so the Department of Business, uh, Business Enterprise, Innovation and Skills, BIS, have clarified the guidance to local authorities to say that home businesses, including driving instructors, it doesn't specifically mention driving instructors, but home businesses um, would be eligible to be supported uh, from it, so whether that will see any difference in the future, hopefully it's not necessary, um, but hopefully that should help to provide some clarification. So, are you genuinely telling me that this particular Conservative government did not issue clear and concise guidance? That is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, we argued. I remember spending four hours constructing a letter to Paul Scully the Minister for Small Business, to raise the highlights and highlight the issues behind it. Um, a very stock answer coming back that you know, local authorities had discretion to do as they as they chose. Paul Scully and Rishi Sunak, I mean, you know, they both seem to have their heads in the sand at the moment, and in Mr Sunak's case, in the uh, Californian sand, I believe. On a completely unrelated, unrelated note, remember, folks, you can go to your Christmas party, but you must work from home. Um, so you, you've created this this group, the, the ARG support group. What's what's the basic sort of premise behind that? Is it just providing support? Is there any of any other services there as well? So the primary reason for the group was it was, let's say, the quickest, easiest way to get some information out there. Um, it became a group that very much supported each other. That was the community feel within it. Uh, There were some people who were really, really struggling. 
in, in accessing the, the grant funding. Uh, so we were able to put other ideas across, ways in which we could argue it, appeal it, contest it, uh, complain to the local authorities, complaint scheme as opposed to going through the grants application system, uh, which would work in a slightly different way. And and to, just to kind of pull ideas from all over the country that these ideas, if presented to their local authorities, to their local councillors, to their local MP, might actually provide a turning point in um, in changing the mindset, shall we say, of some of the councils. Um, we were getting the updated figures from BIS as to how much of the allocations had been spent, so that got used massively in arguing the, the case. Um, a, a lot originated around the fact that many councils were saying you must have commercial premises. Uh, one of our admins on, on the group made the argument, we have an office. It just so happens we've got four wheels. Um, so you know, we did have, in theory, business premises. Sometimes that approach worked, and we did start to see some changes, and some councils did start to grant grants the grants so to speak some stuck their heads in the in the sand again and, and you know put the things in the ears and went la 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 we're not supporting you full stop end of uh for varying reasons um but that was the main focus and the main aim of having the group there and as i say hopefully it's not going to come to it but at the moment with the omicron variant we are seeing effects in hospitality uh, businesses are having massive cancellations and the ramifications that that could lead on to driving instructors. Will our pupils have to isolate? Will our pupils not be able to attend their lessons? Will they not be able to have the test because the test has been cancelled because of other restrictions or examiners going off sick, self-isolating, etc.? There's every risk that this might be needed again so we're just trying to just kind of keep things ticking back over again and just having that awareness of the the funding that was there. And I will be, um, again, pushing um, Mr Scully and Mr Sonak and people at the Treasury to get this funding out there as well. Uh, it's one of my next, <laughs> next jobs on the list because the potential is is there. For this to be needed, I mean, I, I always think back to uh, November. So that would have been November 2022 when you had that one month fire break. And I know this wasn't strictly the case, but that to me felt like it was the only people that weren't allowed to work were driving instructors. It, it felt like that that month. You know, you had even hairdressers going back at that month. But that was. I think that was the one we weren't prepared for more than anything else. I think everyone could see. This lockdown coming, you know, obviously we didn't have months and months prepared, but we could see the lockdown coming early 2020, and we could see the one coming for the early part of this year, 2021. But like you said, it's very ambiguous now. It's, you know, will they won't this sort of thing? What what advice, if any, would you suggest? What could I'm going to phrase that question differently? What could instructors be doing now to prepare for the possibility of? either just having reduced lesson time because of the reasons you said, or potentially even a lockdown? I mean, you know, it would, oh, you know, we've, we've had a busy year. Hopefully some instructors have had the ability to 
make some savings to to build a bit of a nest egg. Um, for those that aren't able to, and you know, bills have still had to be paid through the lockdowns. Um, so you know, that option isn't open to to everybody. I think being prepared and and ready for it is is some of the battle. Um, how that is managed by each individual is very much an individual person's choice as to what they can do because everybody's circumstances are going to be different. Yeah. I think we may not be able to be financially prepared, but we can definitely be mentally prepared for it. You know, we know what it's like to be in lockdown. There's a possibility we're going to be another, so you can almost psych yourself up for it, even if we can't do a massive amount financially. But I would also hazard a guess this is where your group comes in, the Facebook group, in that you're there to, like you said, provide a bit of community and a bit of support around this specific area. Definitely. I mean, absolutely loved having our success Saturdays where people would put on that they've been paid out by local authorities over the over the past week. Um, and that was, you know, then seeing that sea change of local authorities that were sticking their feet in and saying, you know, we're not paying now suddenly changing that. So that was, you know, to me, that was a massive, massive thing. It was, it was showing that, you know, actually, you know, together we are stronger. Uh, it was kind of our, our tagline. And it was starting to show, it, it was showing that, you know, we will keep on going at this. We will keep on arguing. Um, since I just kind of re-raised Told you I wouldn't get that word out. Um, awareness last week, I just did a, a typical kind of every instructor group that I'm on um, post just to remind people of the group or make them aware of the group. Um, our growth has, has gone up 15% in the last week. Now, it wouldn't go up 15% in a week if people didn't think it was a possibility or it wasn't going to be needed. Cool. You, you speak about mental preparation. You know, this is one of those things that we can use so people can be prepared uh, you know, what would be the financial implication? Yes, granted, what would be their effect on, on their own mental well-being themselves? Um, if it happens, it happens. Um, but we'll, we'll be in a, a more solid place to, to fight and argue the case as best as we can. Definitely. And you mentioned some of that because I wasn't in the group previously. Uh, I only found out about it when you shared it in a group somewhere or you mentioned it to me. I can't remember. But um, you mentioned sort of the, the Stronger Together logo you spoke about. Well, I think one of the things that, that I talk about on this show quite a lot is almost a, being a fractured industry at times. We don't stick together. We don't, uh, we you know, we we argue over stuff a lot of the time as we were speaking about before we started recording, um, we'll argue over petty little things sometimes. And how much of an impact difference do you think that makes? Maybe not just to the the actual impact you're making in terms of getting the money through, but in terms of just being in a better place mentally, just when we actually form a commonality and actually work together. Yeah, the, that community feel within that group was absolutely incredible. Um, I don't think there was any occasions. Yes, we would have falling outs over certain things, um, but it didn't get dragged into debate and discussion about anything, shall we say, directly driving instructor related. It was, you know, the community feel was was absolutely brilliant within the whole group. Um, and yeah, it was a, a delight to, to see and, and be a part of as well. Awesome. Is there anything else you would like to mention around the group or anything else 
in in general before we uh, before we wrap up? Um, not really, but if uh, people aren't aware of the presence of the group, it's on Facebook. It's not on any other platforms, unfortunately. It is the uh, group is called ARG Support for Driving Instructors. For those using Twitter, we tend to use the hashtag ADI ARG Support. So that should show a timeline and a history of previous uh, things that we've been involved in, quite active on Twitter as well in that respect. Um, but yeah. Cool. Well, I will share the uh, the Facebook group in the show notes and uh, I'll put the link up on the website as well. And um, yeah, I'll give the uh, the hashtag some love on Twitter to get that to get that moving. Um, and yeah, genuinely, uh, this is I said it was something I wasn't aware about previously. Um, and and you come across it recently, so an opportunity for me to say say thank you for doing it. I think that anyone that steps up when times are tough and tries to help and spot other people is uh, is a very a very good person indeed. So yeah, appreciate you doing that, Kev. Thank you. And, and thanks for your time today. Um, uh, yeah, welcome to the Instructor Podcast, your first ever appearance. It's been a pleasure. Big thank you to Kevin Brock for joining me there. Uh, it's clear to see that Kev has supported a lot of people over the last few years uh, with information and with conversation, two of the, the most important things we can provide. I wasn't a part of the, the ARG group last year. I've only stumbled across it recently. I'm pleased to be a part of it now. And I think it just kind of shows that that instructors, when we kind of stick together a little bit and when we bond rather than just argue over petty little things all the time, it shows that we're actually in a decent position uh, when we work together. So, yeah, big thanks to Kevin and, and thanks for coming on the show and sharing that. It's, it's good to get this out to more people. And thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Hope you're enjoying these shows. If you are, make sure you go and check out the Instructor Podcast Premium. The best place to find information on it is at the instructorpodcast.com website. There'll be links for this in the show notes, as they will for Kev Brock's group as well, the ARG group on Facebook. But go check out Premium, subscribe for a month, see if you find anything of interest over there. We've got things on the standard checks and on coaching and on different ways you can take your business. Um, we've also got what I like to call Tez Talks. You've heard of TED Talks? Well, these are TED Talks. They're 20-minute presentations uh, around specific topics. So we've got one on copywriting. We've got one on uh, creating your own course. You've wanted to create like a theory course or a course to um, to sell to parents to, to help the student, uh, help the kids learn. So we've got all that kind of stuff over there. New shows going in every month and all kinds of bonuses as well, including a £10 discount off Bob Morton's Client Center of Learning course. So yeah, that's theinstructorpodcast.com. Go check it out. But for now, make sure I have a very Merry Christmas and hopefully a great New Year as well. The Instructor Podcast with Terry Cook. Talking with leaders, innovators, experts and game changers about what drives them.